Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Saturday, and this is Ordinary Time. We begin our time of prayer together in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hands are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from 1 Kings, chapter 3, beginning at verse 16. Later, two women who were prostitutes came to the king and stood before him. The one woman said, Please, my lord, this woman and I live in the same house, and I gave birth while she was in the house. Then on the third day after I gave birth, this woman also gave birth. We were together. There was no one else with us in the house. Only the two of us were in the house. Then this woman's son died in the night because she lay on him. She got up in the middle of the night and took my son from beside me while your servant slept. She laid him at her breast and laid her dead son at my breast. When I rose in the morning to nurse my son, I saw that he was dead, but when I looked at him closely in the morning, clearly it was not the son I had borne. But the other woman said, No, the living son is mine, and the dead son is yours. The first said, No, the dead son is yours, and the living son is mine. So they argued before the king. Then the king said, The one says, This is my son that is alive, and your son is dead, while the other says, Not so, your son is dead, and my son is the living one. So the king said, Bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king. The king said, Divide the living boy in two and give half to the one and half to the other. But the woman whose son was alive said to the king, Because compassion for her son burned within her, Please, Lord, give her the living boy. Certainly do not kill him. The other said, It shall be neither mine nor yours. Divide it. Then the king responded, Give the first woman the living boy. Do not kill him. She is his mother. All Israel heard of the judgment that the king had rendered, and they stood in awe of the king, because they perceived that the wisdom of God was in him to execute justice.
God gave Solomon unsurpassed wisdom so he could rightly judge between people and administer justice. This is a horrifying story, a tragic story, of two women disputing over whose child had died and whose child was still living, and it is a vivid example of Solomon's extraordinary wisdom. It is a wisdom that seeks to discover not just the external facts of the case, but the heart of the people involved. It's a judgment that penetrates the inner thoughts of his subjects, so that the justice that is administered is truly God's righteousness. What is remarkable in some ways about this case is how it is love and compassion for the child that receives God's favor. Solomon has decided that a maternal claim is nothing without love. While Solomon may have revealed which woman gave birth to the child, they tell us that it was the mother of the living one who gave him up. The truth of the matter is, is we do not know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. We don't see any evidence proving it. We don't uh, see exhibit A or B or C that proves which child is which child. But what we do know is that the woman who put love and compassion for the life of the child ahead of her own claim is the one who showed what it means to be a mother and so is blessed with the child she loves. See, justice is not simply about reading the facts or evidence of an argument, and it's never about just the letter of the law. It is about seeing human beings and human behavior as God sees them. God looks on the heart. God looks for mercy, compassion, and love, because those qualities are the very one at God's own heart for us. It is out of love, compassion, mercy for us that God sends Jesus into the world to restore this relationship between us and our God. The wisdom of God that has become incarnate in Jesus Christ will judge the world in righteousness. That confession is at the core of our faith. Near the end of Matthew's Gospel, we hear Jesus tell the story about the judgment that will come. It is a judgment that recognizes and welcomes with favor those who have acted according to God's heart, those who have lived by the faith in Jesus, and lived out of that faith in compassion, mercy, and love. Cultivating these virtues in us is more than just a self-improvement exercise or a way to live our best lives. It is actually essential to living out our baptism, and it is the type of justice that this world needs and looks for so desperately. The people of Solomon's kingdom hoped and prayed that he would rule in wisdom and righteousness, the wisdom and righteousness of the Lord. That is what they needed in the king. And so Solomon prayed that the Lord would give him just that wisdom, so that he might rule in righteousness. In much the same way our neighbors need us to live out the promise of our baptism, And as we end this week, we pray that God will once again fill us with the Holy Spirit so that we might live as neighbors and as God's light in a dark world. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life.
In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church and for the gift of relationships with others. For what else are we truly thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and especially for the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who are working to bring about peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction, for those who are sick and those who tirelessly tend to them, for those who are mourning and grieving, that they may be comforted. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.